What's going on, everybody? This is Jerome Moore, host and creator of Deep Disc Conversations. And firstly, I want to say thank you for all love and support, and thank you for exploring the perspectives of social change with me on this platform. I want to encourage you all to like, subscribe, and follow us on YouTube and on your favorite podcast listening platform, and make sure you give us a five-star rating if you're loving the Deep Disc Conversations. I appreciate all of the support again. I hope you all enjoy this episode. This is Deep Dish, right? Yeah, well, let's get deep. So, so I'm, I'm going deep on both sides. Ms. Vivian... Will Height, Davidson County Property Assessor. Welcome to the platform. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me today. Now, thank you for being here. You finna give us a master class in um, your role as property assessor. And we're going to alleviate some confusion on, you know, that you have nothing to do with, with taxes <laughs> and the raise of why people's taxes are going. You don't, that don't, that's not what your office does. At least not technically. Not you know. technically. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, exactly. um, and so we're we going to get into all of that. But I want to first start off on just like a, just a, this is a question I always interest my curiosity right. on the inspiration, right, behind getting into this work. Uh, I know you were tenured, you know, in politics, served District 29 for eight years. Wow. And did a lot of stuff in real estate prior to that. And on the state level, traveled throughout different counties and did all these things in technology, yeah. utilities. You know, I did my research, yeah. you know, 30 plus some years, you know. That's what's up. <laughs> and so and so, I'm just curious on like, you know, being a young lady from Mississippi. Yes. And where did that inspiration, did you see yourself in, in where you are today? And just talk talk a little bit about that for us. Wow. That's, 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 that is probably one of my most, um, one of my most, um, um, sensitive question that anyone could ever ask me because I get because I get kind of worked up about it when I talk about it yeah. you know specifically from Gulfport Mississippi the mm -hmm. Gulf Coast you know that's a whole different part of the whole state of Mississippi and I think it's probably one of the most beautiful part of mm -hmm. of Mississippi um, when I came to Tennessee State University you know I came here as a result of one of my one of my relatives who were who was the uh, financial aid di um, director uh, Homer Wheaton and he's amazing. Everybody knows Mr. Wheaton. Mr. Wheaton, he's legendary and what have you. And so I came here because he was here. And I, I didn't quite know where I was going to attend college. Mm -hmm. And so I came, I was here and uh, got into politics on campus, vice president of the freshman class, vice president of, this, of the sophomore class, rep at large, you know, you know, fighting for what Tennessee State is supposed to be getting from the state of Tennessee, marching, all that. And, you know, as a business major, because I started as a computer science major, all because of my uncle who was a, um, um, a scientist for IBM, and he has had some major, wow. major development during that time. And I found out, mm, it's a little bit too much. Let me go with business uh, administration. I, I love that because it allowed me to be connected to people and to grow uh, from a seed. But nonetheless, got there in business administration marketing and took a class in real estate appraisal. Bam. Now, I was already also had the blessing of being able to work at the, um, at the uh, housing urban development while I was in school. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened that I was receiving uh, reports from appraisers who were doing appraising for HUD. And when I, when I would get these reports, I would see the subject, 
comp one, comp two, comp three. This is the sales approach to value. Mm -hmm. Didn't know the technical name of it, but I just kind of saw this format, you know, and everything. There was a statement that they stated that they would, you know, adhere to in reference to ethics and all that. Looked it over and this became pretty intriguing. Mm -hmm. um, so after that, in one of my next semesters, that's when I took that real estate class. And it just like clicked. I, I, I liked it. It was it was interesting about how values were established in right. this way. So all I knew was the sales approach because that's all, that's what I was first attracted by. Right. And once I took that class, um, it did not hit me. And I, and in industry, we say this: this is a, a profession that people happen upon. You don't right. go to school and say, "I'm going to be an appraiser." Now right. I'm meeting <laughs> I'm meeting some folks now that you know that interview for to want to come and work for us right. that say that, but nonetheless. Um, I was in the career center, senior year, had nowhere, didn't know where I was going to do, what, what I was going to do next. Right. Saw in the career center a position at the Tennessee Public Service Commission for a real estate appraiser one. Right. Bam. I took that, <laughs> I took that announcement down off the wall so nobody else would apply. Stole the announcement. <laughs> for real. I took it down. You know, and look, we didn't have, you know, this. Right. Uh, I mean, seriously, didn't have that. So you aren't going to find on the internet, you aren't going to find a newspaper because right. nobody <laughs> reading no newspaper, you know? So, after, you know, so I, I really purposely went after the job, mm -hmm. uh, went to my mentor's Easter egg hunt, um, Senator Thelma Harper's Easter egg hunt, mm. with the intent to talk to her about the job because it was a state job. Right. And met uh, Mayor Beer Boner. He was leaving that Easter egg hunt with Julia Sloss, uh, who was later a council person and now worked for Metro Government as well, and told them I was interested in his job. And uh, Bill Boner said, well, you know, uh, Julius, he said, well, he, hey, Mayor, I know someone over there, you know, Steve Hewlett, and he's a good friend of ours. Oh, we'll write our reference letter. I said, thank you so much. So they did that, and I went to the interview, and I was hired on the spot. Wow. And the rest is history. Now, what's so interesting about being a real estate appraiser for the Public Service Commission, mm -hmm. making this three-circle, this 360-degree uh, journey back to where I am today, mm -hmm. for the state of Tennessee, the Tennessee Public Service Commission appraises the properties for the ad valorem, uh, for ad valorem purposes, tax purposes now, right. for the, um, uh, for the, um, for the um, um, competitive telephone, electric, uh. and railroad and uh, utilities. Right. So I was an appraiser for the railroad um, railroad properties. Right. I was appraising AT and T properties. Right. But I, they gave me the responsibility of cell towers. Right. I was appraising properties owned by for profit uh, the gas company, the water company. Right. So I was doing then. Right. What I'm in charge of doing right. now. Right. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? That's amazing. That, that's amazing. That's just crazy. But that that that. That lets me know and voters, right? Yeah, that yeah. you was prepared, right? You was you didn't you didn't got prepared. It wasn't a learning curve yeah. that you had to come in when you came into this seat. It wasn't a learning curve 
that you had to really not catch as up. Yeah, not as far, not, not as significant. Yeah. Like, you know, it's the organizational yeah. structure, yeah. new place, new office. Absolutely. Yeah, there's always something to learn. Absolutely. As far as understanding, assessing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, know, you understood that already. Absolutely. And you already had the skills. So that's, am that's amazing. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's, <laughs> that I mean, crazy. it's just so great. And it almost gives me goosebumps, you know, now, when I think about it. So that's how I got here in a nutshell. So many little small right. uh, blessings of stories along right. that way. Right. For but sure. it, hey, it, it was God's plan. And so, so yeah. now, being the property assessor, Davidson yeah. County, mm -hmm. I don't think many people really actually know kind of what that means, uh, what your job entails. They just hear property. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and a lot of times, a lot of people say, okay, well, how much is my property value? Yeah. And then they associate that with how much property tax that's am right. I going to pay? And that's probably as far as to go until, and, and until an appraisal happens, which is every four years. That's here, right. Right. Many people probably aren't too worried or concerned, every, regular, everyday homeowners. That's right. It just kind of, hey, And business owners. And business owners. That's right. right. They just, when it comes, yeah. then I'll address it, right? Yeah, that's and right. And so, can you give us a breakdown, right, yeah. uh, of your role in the impact and the significance that it plays on the residents here in Nashville? Okay. Well, first of all, as the assessor of property and my amazing staff, we're responsible for identifying, listing, listing, classifying, appraising um, residential and commercial property and personal to, personality for ad valorem tax purposes, meaning for tax purposes added value ad valorem. So we're responsible for doing that work now for 274 parcels in Davidson County. Wow. When I took the position, uh, excuse me, when I was elected to the position in 2016, we had uh, approximately about 250,000 parcels. So look at the look at the divide, 240,000 parcels. Right. So look at the number of parcels we've grown by right. from 2016 to 2022. That's right. that's just freaking amazing. That's okay, crazy. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean it's like leaps and bounds. You right. can actually give that type of description to it. And so uh, with my amazing staff, they we go out to uh, we, we get information from the permit office where people mm -hmm. say I am going to build uh, a house over here or 200 apartments or um, a um, Starbucks right. or a anything. Right. Okay. Matter of fact, we get permits and somebody's going to put up a fence, all right? Mm -hmm. But we look at, we go out and check those permits and look at the progression that the mm -hmm. property owner is making in building what they in stated, what they paid the money and uh, said that they're going to build. And we continuously look at that property until it's completed. Okay. Now, for existing property, of course, we are constantly going to see if they're going to be making improvements. So if you say, hey, I'm going to add like 1,800 square feet to my home mm -hmm. or, 500, or 600 square feet to my home, we go out and check the progression of that work okay. because you are now adding value to your home. Right. All right. So we're responsible for identifying, listing, classifying, and appraising uh, taxable property. That's a key word right. because the, the, the properties are not taxable. It's like the courthouse right. or the s certain schools, public okay. schools. Okay. Those are not taxable because those are facilities that are owned by the government. Okay. I mean, why would you tax the people and then tax yourself? So. <laughs> that doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense, right? Because you're trying to bring in right. a revenue. Right. So that's our responsibility. How does it impact Nashville? In a very huge way. One of the most largest income stream of any city or town is the payment of taxes. Okay. And it starts with a value. Okay. 
It's in the law that says how much you're going to pay right. in taxes on that total value. Okay. The law got have those type of parameters. So in the law, right. if your home is $100,000 valued by my office, the law says you'll pay on 25% of that. Okay. That's $25,000. Okay. If you are a business and we have you valued at $100,000, okay. the law says you'll pay on 40% of that. Right. That's $40,000. And then, of course, if it's personality, like tables, chairs, computers, the law says you'll pay on 30% of that value. If we have your uh, personality's value at, at uh, $100,000, so you're going to pay on 30% of that. So you don't pay on the whole amount. If you did, right. you'd right. really be mad. <laughs> and so, look, let's get, let's, let's get into it now you, right. you, you, because you're bringing up taxes. That's right. I'm bringing up values. You, you bring up value. Mm-hmm. In which that's how your taxes, that tax number. It starts it with starts, that value. It starts with that value. Mm -hmm. Now, in a growing city, um, if I, I'm a natural native. Okay. Right? A couple, few, a lot of generations. Right? Okay. Can I call you Jay? You can call me Jay. Okay. Yeah, you can call me Jay. Jerome, Jay. Jay, okay. you can call me Jay. Gotcha. Okay. And so if I have a home. Okay. Right. Um, and I paid that home off. I've been here, you know. My family's been growing up here. His house has been passed down. Okay. But now um, my neighborhood is being gentrified. Mm-hmm. All right? over the world. All over the world, right? Amen. Especially in inner city mm -hmm. uh, communities, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of these folks, like, that are coming from California, yeah. New York, Chicago, which mm -hmm. is happening here in Nashville. That's right. Is um, bringing up the property value mm -hmm. of this neighborhood, right? Mm -hmm. So okay. you come out and, you bringing know, Bringing up the, the property, property value. value. Let's put a pin in that one. <laughs> We're going to come back to bringing, bringing up, up the, the property, property value, value okay. right? And so right. now, you know, mm -hmm. the value of my property yeah. has increased, Going up. right? Mm -hmm. Now that means my tax amount for this property has also gone up, which, ah, you know, I don't, can, can I pay this, you okay. know? Um how do how how does your office respond to that? Because mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure people say, "Hey, hold on, you know, I, I can't I can't afford this, you know, you know this 25 30 percent increase." Sometimes, and sometimes so, so, they say that, right? You know, sometimes people say, "I want to pay my fair share of yeah, taxes." Okay, right? right. You, pay you know, my, yeah, we know some people who don't want to pay their fair share, right? right. But um, we know the, some people don't want to pay anything, <laughs> right? Don't pay any taxes <laughs> at all, right? That's right. That's right. And so, um, because of this growth, yes. Um, and to, to no fault of just a booming city, you know, these things happen. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, you know, people are fixed incomes. Yeah. A lot of times, especially if you've been here for a long time. Absolutely. How, how um, and I know this program is in place and stuff, but how does your office respond to that and just help educate people? Because I knew that was a wow. big, that was a big uh, kind of component of your campaign, like outreach and education. Amen. And so how, how has your office been able to do it and respond to this growth mm -hmm. and respond to community members that have been here? Like, hey, like, this is this is crazy. Like, I can't, like, what can, what can you all do to help me? That's right. Uh, you know, great. A lot of questions in there. A lot right. of things we can yeah, unpack. unpack. Yeah, unpack A lot of things us. we unpack. So let's talk about the fact that you bought, that your parents bought the house a long time ago. Right. And they passed it down to you. Right. So they bought it for, let's just say, let's keep this simple for the listeners, for the viewers, right. all right? They bought it for a dollar. Okay. Okay? They bought it for a dollar. Right. And in the real scheme of things, let's say they bought it for 10000 20000 But they bought it for quite a bit less. But at that time, mm -hmm. that was considered a lot of money then, right. right, for that person, okay? When you bought your home, and we're talking about finances, you want things to depreciate or appreciate. 
Will you rather your house go down in value or go up I in value? It, I want it to go up. There you go. So your it's appreciation mm -hmm. is what you're looking for in reference to your investment. You want to return on it, right? Right. So at, in time, as time go on, people say, okay, um, I'm going to live on this side of town. I'm going to pay you $5 for it. So, so now the home that you bought for a dollar is now in the eyes of that buyer worth five dollars. Right. All right, and is worth the, uh, in another eyes of a buyer worth ten dollars. Okay, right. and worth in another eyes of a buyer it's worth four dollars. So your home is now worth in what range? If if we want to just take this example, four to ten dollars. Yeah. That's how much you get. You already got, if you bought it for a dollar, you'd already made money right. on your investment right. because the worth is in the eyes of the buyer, okay. okay? Today, we have what is called a seller's market, right. all right? It's not the buyer's market, it's the seller's market because everybody want to live in Nashville, right? okay? At least that's what it looks like. It look like. I don't know wherever else anybody else is living because it's like they're all here, you know? <laughs> when I drive downtown, I'm like, is anybody here? Not right. here. So my point in that is that, first of all, when you buy your home, you didn't buy it for it to depreciate. You bought your home for it to appreciate, right. all right? So when that happens, that is influenced. The appreciation is influenced by the market. Mm -hmm. There are three approaches to value, the sales approach, the income approach, and the cost approach. Right. And the sales approach is the example that I just gave you. Somebody said your house to them, they'll buy it for four. You bought it for $1, but they want to buy it for $4. Right. Somebody want to buy it for $10. Right. Somebody want to buy it for $5. Who are you going to sell it to if you wanted to sell? I'm going with the 10. There you go. And guess what? You just influenced the market. Mm. You just told me that when I live next door to you, that my house, if it looks like yours, I can get at least 10. Right. As a person who is an appraiser, we look at, uh, okay, so that's a sale that we can use to tell this other person, I'm the assessor, to tell another person who has not sold, who's still living there, mm -hmm. what is their home worth when it's time for us to do the reappraisal, which we do every four years. Right. Now, we don't use just one sale now. Don't get us wrong. Right. We use a number of sales. In Nashville, we have plenty of of sales to look at. Right. But we, but when we're doing these uh, approaches to value, we have to look at homes that are similar to a home that sold. So I'm not going to compare your home, Jerome, to a home that is a super modern home next door to you, but they tore down that home that did look like yours. Right. That helps us establish our land sales okay. values, okay? But that super modern home, we're not going to compare that home to your home that you bought a long time, that your parents bought a long time ago and passed on to you. Right. We're going to look at another home because there's plenty of them mm -hmm. that are not torn down, right. but they're sometimes, what, renovated. Right. That improves value when it's renovated. So as you see, we, cont we continuously be cognizant of the fact of the, com the comparison mm -hmm. of what we're making to arrive at the value right. for your home. Okay. So as you see, that happens. All right. So now you're talking about as we get along, people say, I can't afford this. Well, there are some things in place if people meet, the, if, the, if that household meets the criteria to get help in reference to paying their taxes. Okay. And that is a, a service that has been uh, established by the state of Tennessee legislators, and they put that in uh, the, um, the, 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 
uh, qualifying for the program, let's okay. say that, qualifying for the program with the trustee's office. Okay. So the trustee's office does that in reference to qualifying for those programs. Okay. Still, uh, and I want to make one other point in reference to that, uh, that whole line of questions you've asked. Right. When you're talking about gentrification, a lot of ways gentrification happening is all about whether your government is investing in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So when your government is not investing in your neighborhood, right. your neighborhood is looking dilapidated, you don't have no sidewalks, you don't right. have any street lights, all of that. Mm -hmm. That's another form, in my opinion, gentrification. Right. All right. But when your government starts investing in your neighborhood, what happens? People want to move there. Right. You got really nice sidewalks. Right. You got these historical looking, you know, light poles. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you got all other type of amenities and services in that community. Right. You know, schools driving, neighborhoods, mm -hmm. great. You know, you got a great library you can walk to. Right. When they start investing, people want to move there. Right. But when they're not investing, that's gentrification, gentrification. When they're investing, that is, oh, excuse me, when they're not investing, that's a part of the gentrification process. Right. But when they start investing, we need to be aware and we need to hold on to our properties. Everyone, I think in, 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 in neighborhoods that want to keep neighborhoods looking and feeling the same cultural look, you right. want to keep investing in your property and hold on to your property. And so when I was um, doing my research for this, you know, because okay. I'm 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 learning too, right? Yeah. About just the property so uh, um, assessment. Right? Yeah. But mm -hmm. you but you you the master right now. Nah. You giving us a you the master. You you the assessor. You the master right now. I'm in right process. Now. I'm in process. But <laughs> you, I, the, you the master in learning still, right? Yeah. With an amazing staff. <laughs> in the staff, right? Yeah, with amazing staff. Yeah. And so. Um, I seen that like people can appeal, people mm -hmm. can make appeals yes. and property value. Yes. But so, but this is also what I came across, and I want us to to, to dive in this um, as well. And so, um, it was talking about the disparities, mm -hmm. right? Um, and the, this the assessing market, mm -hmm. right? Um, one find that I made, I'm gonna come back to this, but mm -hmm. I just want to put it out there. Okay, sure. According to the Urban Institute, 89% of all property appraisers and assessors are white, mm -hmm. only 2% are black and 5% are Hispanic. So I just want the people to sit out there with that yeah. because, again, historically, Miss Vivian is the first African American person of any gender. <laughs> To sit in this role, correct, and voted by yes. Nashville citizens, and I think that is a Tennessee stat too as well. Right. Okay. It can almost apply nationally. Uh, yeah, I think, I think this is this is from the Urban Institute. This is a national, okay, na mm -hmm. nationwide mm -hmm. take. Mm -hmm. But um, so what? I, what I want to hit on immediately mm -hmm. is that when it comes to appeals, one of the reasons they said for the disparity is minority homeowners are less likely to appeal. Mm. Uh, their assessment and less likely to win them when they do. Okay. Um, and so how does, when it comes to, because appraisals can be given, especially in homeowners by banks and things like that. Right. Um, you know, some people even say this, the, um, the discrimination of home appraisals, modern day red line. Okay. All right. How does, and this is twofold because okay. one is, it's, this is a part of who you are as a black person. Absolutely. Right? It affects you. Mm -hmm. It affects our culture. Absolutely. Right? But also you're in a position to, that you understand how this works. Mm -hmm. um, how does your office impact this? And also, how does your blackness, yeah. you know, play a role in this and kind of the, the fair and equity that you try to create here in Nashville? Well, that a lot of stuff Yeah, there. a lot of stuff. I want to focus on the appeals okay. and then kind of go back to the, the, the lack of representation in the appraisal assessor 
profession. All of the all of information that I have discussed with my my upper staff, mm-hmm. we've talked about this. You know, we kind of real, we kind of family like when it yeah. comes to my upper staff. You know, with Randy Ward, who mm-hmm. is the uh, chief deputy of operation. We have Christy Scott, who is chief deputy of administration, uh, sister and attorney. We have uh, Brad Pig, who's chief deputy chief deputy of IT, because mm-hmm. data like you're just speaking of. He doesn't retain that type of data, but data in reference to appeals and how many successful, how many mm-hmm. not successful. We maintain all the information and everything we've done over history. And then we have Tammy Scott, uh, Tammy Williams, who uh, is a chief deputy of the executive office, which where I'm in to help keep me on right. time for who's things she, yeah, like this. Shout out to Miss, <laughs> shout out to Miss Williams, and so many other things. Absolutely. So you know the questions you just asked. Going back to that first thing when you talked about when I ran for office, uh-huh. and I talked about of doing the consumer, uh, doing outreach. Mm-hmm. Since I took office in 2016, we have done more than 200 outreach presentations. Wow. And we don't care if there are two, one, or a gazillion people in the room. Mm-hmm. Many times we create also the outreach, such as me reaching, you, you saying, come to the show. I'm right. saying, yeah, I want to be there. And we really proactively say, yeah, we, we, we there. Right. We, we want to be there as soon as possible. Because it's all about educating and informing consumers so they can make the right decision. Mm-hmm. So when, it, when you look at me as African-American, the first African-American woman, all mm-hmm. right? You know, yes, of course, I am African-American. But one of the things of this profession that I try to make sure we are doing, and so does my staff, is to be fair. Being fair is not supposed to have a color. Being fair is just biblical. It's just what we are supposed to do, you know? We got to be our brother's keepers, right? right? So when we're going, when we're uh, pursuing a value, whether it be a value for the sales approach, income approach, and the cost approach, we're just talking about being fair. Mm-hmm. But now we're human, right. and we can make mistakes, right. and that is where the appeals process plays a great role. That's one of the reasons why we constantly are proactive and really pushing to let people know you can appeal your value. Why? Right. It's your right. right. You need to know about your right. Okay. And sometimes not knowing about your right is because that revolving door hasn't come to you yet mm-hmm. for you to say, okay, this is a service I need. Right. For instance, you know, what a difference a day can make. Life could have been hard. Wait, life was hard for a million Americans right. just these past two years because of this pandemic. Right. All right? And if you really believe that your value is, shouldn't be the value that is because it's been a pandemic. My right. value can't be this much. But unfortunately, right. Nashville never stopped growing, right. even through the pandemic. You can ask Lowe's that. <laughs> you can ask Home Depot that, you know, and look at the building around you. So my point is, right. is that appealing that value and getting out on a radio, whether it be 92Q, right. whether it be a conservative radio station, 99.7. Right. We want everybody to know you can appeal your value because that is an opportunity mm-hmm. for us to really talk with the property owner right. to let them know how we did our work. We don't have nothing to hide. You know what I mean? It's, it's, so they can bring to us information that we might not know. Now, I do want to add something else. Yep. As an appraiser of property, and you were talking to 2%, where well, there's only two African-American uh, uh, assessor of properties in the state of Tennessee, Shelby County and, Ten- and Nashville. All right. I'm the third African-American in the state of Tennessee. Wow. Shelby County had the first and the second. I'm the third. And now the fourth was elected after me, which was right. in Shelby County. So right. there's only two. But what, what I'm saying in reference to trying to bring about fairness, mm-hmm. that is a, a, a an organizational 
mission. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, the land, the, the property owned by residential right. and commercial owners, we have commercial owners that right. said our value is too high. And, and, and we've had commercials owner and property a resident owner say, we want it higher. Why? Because they want to sell it right. for a certain amount. But we tell people don't look at our value for sellability. That's when you need to do a fee appraisal. Mass appraisals when you look at a large group of properties at one time mm -hmm. in sets by neighborhood. And fee appraisals when you're going to the bank right. and the bank uh, 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 hires an appraiser right. to appraise your home, just specifically your home, because you're trying to do a refinance. Right. You're trying to, uh, you know, take money out of your home because you've built equity, that right. type of thing. So those are two different things. And so two different type of appraisals. And so do your do your staff and, the, and does your team in the office? Do you all keep in a do you do you all measure for any disparities that could be there at this particular moment? So going to the disparity disparity when um, the um, as and, a mass appraiser and let me let me purpose it this way. Okay. Let me purpose it this way. Sure. Just just to set it up in context, because we know um, white tax assessors uh, place a heavier tax burden on black residents intentionally overhauling their property in the Jim Crow area. Okay. Um, and this property was used. This tax, this property tax. And no, you don't 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 do taxes. But I'm just I got. I, I, I do taxes, but I do the appraisal. Do the appraisal because the equation in order to arrive at a tax payment, you, you have to start with a value. You. Yeah, yeah. And so, in these in these taxes, to punish homeowners and churches that mm -hmm. boycott white businesses and host the civil rights meetings. Well, that happened. And that so, did happen. And so, systemically, mm -hmm. right? This this took away a lot of generational wealth from people of Abs color. Absolutely. And that's why I, that's why I wonder. Um, we can't go back and change it, mm -hmm. but we can we can say, okay, now we know that that happened. We can measure for it and making sure that we remain fair and equitable in our modern day. Yeah. And so that's why I'm curious if the office. Um, collects that data and is continuing trying to make sure that things are fair and equitable. And if it's not, like what, like what is happening? Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, collecting the data in reference to saying this person was black, mm -hmm. they came to the appeal, they came to appeal. Right. What did we do? Right. This person was white, they came to appeal. What did we do? Mm -hmm. We do not collect that data okay. right now. Okay? okay. All right. That's that's the first thing. Okay. Uh, but Beginning from that, when the mindset, when you're walking in for, depending on which level of appeal you're doing. Right now, we just completed the informal review. That's the first opportunity to appeal your value. Okay. All right? Got out, told everybody, as soon as you get your tax bill, we begin to tell you, appeal your value. Okay. You know, after that, uh, that bill, after that uh, tax bill you receive, we open up on November 1st because a lot of people don't pay attention to the value that we sent them in the reappraisal year because that value stays the same for the next four years. They get excited. What happened? Why am I paying more in taxes? That's what they think at that moment. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they find out they're really paying less. But nonetheless, that's the first step. We're about to close that out because we had we gave people from November. We gave property owners from, the, from November 1st up until April the 29th at 4 p.m. to file an informal review. Okay? okay. We're going to file those. We're going to file, excuse me, we're going to uh, notify property owners by law. We have to notify them by May 20th mm -hmm. of this year because they filed and it's the deadline. And they'll know what is our decision. That's an informal review. So we take the opportunity to take a look at what the what is the property and what have you. But guess what? 
We don't know what color that person is. If they right. call us by phone, we're going to assume that your name is Takika. They must be black. Right. We don't know that. Right. We do not know that. So, so purposely, we don't have that type of information. Right. Whether you're black, white, whatever. We do mm -hmm. not have We ask, what do you think the property is worth? Right. We ask, you know, why do you think the property is worth that? You know, right. give us some comparables that you believe right. should be the comparables we should be looking at to justify your value. All right. right? And listen, our our um, our site is wide open, so you can find those sales yourself. They're right. all there. So that's the first thing. That's why I know we're fair. Okay. Now, uh, now, now, let me say this. You know, being here as an African American, of course, I'm right. going to make sure and ensure right. that we're not doing that. Right. All right. And I believe that we're not doing that. At right. least not while I'm sitting in this chair. Right. Not this chair, but that chair. That's right. that's the chair. You know. But but my point is. The data that you're speaking of, mm -hmm. that was found in places like Cook County in Chicago, mm -hmm. okay? That was found in, um, um, which, which, which dealt with, a, matter of fact, they DC, went, they went, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So to understand that it's not baked into the process, that's what you're speaking of, mm -hmm. we looked at having ourselves audit. We talked right. with the state about it. The mm -hmm. state understood where it comes from, uh, I mean, understood where we were coming from. Uh -huh. um, as a member of the International Association of Assessing Officers, uh, so assessing officers, which is representing all 3,000 counties across the United States, mm -hmm. um, and uh, members and, and assessors like myself and tax reps and what have you right. are members of that organization. This was a topic of issue in our last conference. Okay. And Cook County was the center point. Uh, and guess where we were in Chicago, mm -hmm. and they there was a lawsuit that was right. that was done where they were doing over appraising, high, making it very difficult for property owners, African American property owners, to pay their tax right. their taxes. Right. So I think that what we do here in Nashville, Tennessee, mm -hmm. Davidson County, what we do here as far as since I've been on board, right. we make sure that we. Let people know what are your rights, right. okay? We make sure we let people know, get the information that you believe where we're wrong. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? We could be wrong. Right. Why? Because we're human, so all right? Is an audit coming, or is that something you are we're, considering? We're, we, we've talked about okay. it. We've talked about it. We have okay. not done it okay. uh, as of yet. Uh, but I've been told that the International Association of Assessing Officers could provide that audit. They okay. could do that. So this is something that's already we're talking about. Okay. But at the same time, we're very cognizant about when people walk into our office and we're understanding who they are, what mm -hmm. they, we still have to look at the data right. in reference to the sales right. that happen in that neighborhood. We can't say, well, this person, and we can't because right. it wouldn't be fair. And right. I'm going to tell you why it wouldn't be fair. This person walks in and they say, you know, uh, I only make so much money and uh, I, I live, uh, let's say, on historic Jefferson Street mm -hmm. and uh, my home is just one street over and you guys have me appraised at, you know, uh, $400,000. That's real. Right. Those yeah, are real yeah, numbers. Real numbers you know, $400,000. Yeah, sure. I just can't pay that. Now, you know my heart is bleeding. But guess what? What you black, white, and perfect, your heart should be bleeding anyway. Right. You know? But nonetheless, you know, okay, so what is it that we have to do? Right. Do we give the concession because this person said they can't pay? Right. But then you have a person next, next door to them, same way, same value, right. and they can pay. How do we know that information? We don't. Right. We don't ask for it. 
right. we don't ask people to submit it to us. What we are telling that property owner is that the sales in this neighborhood for your home is saying your home is worth that much. Right. The market is dictating that. Right. When the market is not dictating what we are saying your home is worth, that is when you say there's an inequity. Mm. You follow me? Yeah. That's when you can say you can almost do the uh, you can do the the study yourself. Right. Who have we said is a million dollar in that right. market, and there's no million dollar home around there to justify our value. Right. All right. There's no million dollar home around there to justify our value. Right. That's when you say there's an inequity. But if there is a but if there is the values that justify the property that you have and the things that we're using mm -hmm. that are comparing your that we're comparing your property to, right? Then if we're not doing that, it's an equity. If we're doing that, you're gonna say, that's what it's selling for. And then you ask the question, what would you sell it for? Mm. Would you sell it for what you sound? We should lower it too, so your taxes should be lower. I'm gonna sell it to you know the prices that you you know you appraise it at the higher market. Or what you know that it's worth. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So you can't have it both ways. Right. So that's the reason why it's so very important mm. that we educate people about the programs that are available right. to help people to be sustained in right. those homes. And it, education, although that has been anointed to the trustee's office, mm -hmm. that's everybody's job. Right. That's your job. That's my job. Right. The trustee can't touch everybody. Right. But she's doing a good job in trying to do that, right. Erica Gilmore. Yep. I'm just saying... We all have to take responsibility to be our brother's keeper. Mm -hmm. You got a mother, you, you have an aunt or uncle that lives in a home right. in, in an area that has been gentrified. Right. They may not be in Nashville. They may be in, they may be another city. Right. I think as a family member, you should be trying to do your very best to make sure mm -hmm. Uncle John and Aunt Jane can right. stay in their home until they pass away and pass right. that on as a generational wealth to another family member. Right. We got to take responsibility for that. Now that's still does not remove the fact that these occurrences have happened. Right. And does not re remove the responsibility, uh, the, the fact that these occurrences are still happening somewhere. Right. I'm not putting that on you as the family member and the property owner. I'm just right. saying that as an assessor of property, I think that one of the most key things that I can do mm -hmm. is to educate people about what is out there. Be transparent right. and keep pushing that because it's a revolving door. Right. Today, Jay, you look like you're 25 years old, but guess what? But one day you are going to be what 65 right. which is the qualifying age to get on those programs okay all right so with that being said when you turn 65 when you was 24 or 26 or whatever you were you know you were vibing you were right. making the money something happened in your life and caused you to not be able to you know take care of things like you want to right you want to pay your bills so now is this program available now you want to hear about it because you're not gonna hear about it when you're 25 26 because right. you're vibing now you right. don't need it but you need but you should hear about it when you're 25 mm. and 26 so you can help your family members mm. and you can help yourself later on so we have to keep educating right. the people of Davidson County right. that the availability these programs and we have to keep on those uh, on the on the hill with the Tennessee General Assembly right. to ensure that they adjust the plan to meet the situation. You know, it used to, if it's 65, we got people struggling uh, even as, as a senior, right. being a, a member of AARP, you can start at 55 now. Right. So why can't you qualify at 55 right. instead of 65? Right. Those type of things of adjusting the legislation to help more people, broaden the, the pool of people who could qualify so mm -hmm. that people can stand at home. Those are the type of things that we need to be pushing for. Right. And I'm pushing for as an assessor of property because those are things that affects 
my office. Because we have people who come in and say, hey, I can't can't deal with this value you gave me. (laughs) (laughs) But what can we do when we know that we are binded by the best practices Mm -hmm. and we're binded by the laws that govern how we do appraisal and mass appraising? As the property assessor, every four years, you all assess property right in in Davidson County. That's the law. That's the law. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do five years. You can do, do six years. Some some counties are different. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Just yeah, some counties are different. Okay. Um, and, and also we're looking at you know the possibility of how we can go to every two years. Okay. Now that sounds crazy when you're talking about you getting a new value. Right. But. Is really not that crazy. Matter of fact, it's almost beneficial for property owners. Oh, so I so I wanna I wanna talk about you all's relationship to to banks. Oh wow. Okay. Now, the last property assessment was twenty twenty one, a year that, ago, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? That's right. Um, and so, and when is the next one? Uh, come on, four come years. On, come on, so twenty twenty five. You passed your math class. So, twenty twenty five. Right after I'm elected, twenty twenty four. Right. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> Precisely. And so, let's say um, I want to sell my house between those four years. Okay. Right. And they come and assess. I the love bank. your questions. <laughs> the bank come and assess, appraise my home, okay. right? Yeah. Um, and the appraisal is um is less than mm-hmm. maybe I feel it is, right? Mm-hmm. And I might even feel like, mm, I know there's that out there that mm-hmm. if if I didn't have my black photos mm-hmm. in here, I my saw family, that. yeah. Or maybe if I just, you know, yeah. Maybe, and so um. And so let me let me let me get another appraisal. Yeah. And let me have one of my white friends appears and take down some pictures. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then let's start with the dollar. Right. Yeah. Go back to the dollar. Uh huh. One 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 appraisal come and say, hey, your your house is worth one dollar. Uh huh. Right. The first one. The first the, one. When he knew one. that there was a black, black person, person that lived there. And then the the second appraiser comes and says, okay, oh, it's white. Oh, okay, your worth is ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Now. How are they justifying the appraisal that they're getting versus the appraisal that your office is getting? That's, I mean, the uh, I know the story, and that's, in my opinion, that's just straight up racial bias. I mean, that's straight up discrimination with what happened there. Now, right. now to answer your question, yeah, yeah. but to answer your question, mm-hmm. as I told you earlier, we do mass appraisal. Okay. Okay. We give you a market value, mm-hmm. the market value at that time, in our opinion, because an appraisal okay. is an opinion, Okay. as of the year of the reappraisal, 1-1-2021, okay. all right? Go on down the road, all right? Let's go a year later. Let's go to now. Yeah. Let's go to now. That, that value we gave you, just, let's just say, in general, all right? Right now, do you think the value we gave you in one one twenty twenty one? Compared to and compare that value to what you think the value should be in 2022. Do you think that value went up or went down? Went up. Most likely. Most likely. Okay. All because of what we see visually, what's going on in the market. Mm -hmm. It could stay the same. Right. So my part, my point of saying is that conditions of the market is very important. Mm -hmm. That's why a fee appraiser must do it, which is what you describe. Right. You just describe the work of a fee appraiser. Okay. We are mass appraisers. We're doing 274,000 parcels, looking at 850, 
850 neighborhoods across Davidson County right. that we've identified. This is the neighborhood, this is the neighborhood, mm -hmm. this, that's 850. We probably, we, now we have more than 850. Right. But my point is, those are two different type of appraisals. Mm -hmm. now, the, now, the fee appraiser is going to tell you the current market value right now on the day that you asked for it with, during that period. We gave you a value a year ago. Okay. That value stays the same for the next four years because it is for tax purposes. Got it. It's for tax purposes. Gotcha. That's what we tell people. But we know that some people out there who have used our values right. to approach someone elderly who have no idea right. and say the tax assessor got, excuse me, the property assessor, assessor right. property, because I'm not the tax assessor. Right. They have you downtown at this amount. Mm -hmm. Now, they're talking to them on this day as we're speaking. Right. And you just said most likely that property has appreciated from a year ago. Right. Now, that is some sneaky stuff, isn't it? Right, for but sure. That, but that has happened. I've heard the story. I tell people, do not use our value unless it's in the reappraisal year. Right. And even then, you still should get a fee appraisal because market is very fluid. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, of course, an appraisal is good for about six months to a year, right. but we're not giving you enough fee appraisal. We're giving you right. a market value. Right. So my point in, in what the, the, the example, example that you brought up, right. what happens? What should we do? Right. What should we do as the assessors? First of all, that's two different type of appraisal. Okay. Okay. But when that has happened, could it be based on something that's happened in market? Not likely when you're going from $1 to $10. Within a month, right. okay, we know what has happened and it's already been tested by what the person did. Mm -hmm. Remove the pictures of color in right. the house and made it appear as if it was a white person that lived there. Right. That influenced the value in that person's head because now it was a white person's home, right. not a black person's home. Right. So um, our appraisers, when we're going out doing mass appraisal, we yes, we have neighborhoods that are Predominantly white, predominantly white, black, uh, Hispanic, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But what is driving the market? Okay. What's driving the market? Right, the value. And, and they are, and, and they come from sales. Right. Well, what are sales. people paying? What are people That's paying? That's right, sales. So one of the things that that person did, I'm sure, because it, it was clear. I, I, right. I mean, you can't miss it. When they got that first appraisal, and they said. This amount, they said, how is that possible? Right. For one, they knew where they lived. Right. It probably was a mixed neighborhood or a somewhat white neighborhood, and they right. were one of few people that lived in the neighborhood. Right. Okay. And knew what their what other people homes sold for. Right. You can get on our website and take a look at it. What's the sales that's going on around my house? Right. Now, if my house is the lowest sale of all of them and it looks like the other homes are selling around me, right. that's a red flag. Exactly. They say, okay, well, let's go change this. Right. You know, and then they put in those different type of criteria. Now it was a white person's home. Right. Remove all the pictures and saw instantly what had happened. Right. You know, that's one of the reasons why, Jerome, I tell people this is a, a, a profession that maybe that, that's happenstance that just, you know, you don't go to college to become an assessor right. or go to college to become an appraiser, mm -hmm. but you should. Right. You should do it intentionally. Right. It's just like any other 
a profession that has mm-hmm. predominantly dominated by right. white men or whites in general or any other type color. Right. I mean, if it was dominated by just, you know, 2%, men, period. Exactly. So why right. not pursue it? Because right. that because it is a, it is a profession that's wide open, right? like any other profession. So I, I think that it's something that people of color and right. black, black, excuse me, African Americans, black people and people of color should look to go into the profession. Right. And that was one of the things that I challenged my former predecessor mm-hmm. um, uh, in reference to my former predecessor, my predecessor is right. a better word, um, to do this right. in reference to increasing um, minorities in the field. Right. And uh, applaud him. I, I applaud him. He, he did pursue that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, when I came on board, um, I made it intentional right. uh, because we do need to expand uh, our representation because guess what? We, represent, we are representing that right. same group of people. It's important that we do that, and we've done that. Matter of fact, we had um, maybe three African-American males in the office. Now we have about 15. Wow. But I think a lot of that is due to your presence. You Absolutely. Know, you know what I'm saying? And it the just, consciousness of so, my staff. So, my staff have come to me because they know I'm about it. About right. it. Yeah. That's the, I guess y'all don't say that anymore. About it. About it. Do you say that anymore? <laughs> about it. About it. You know, so, about so it, about since, it. I was, since they saw that I was about it. About it. Mm-hmm. You know, they come to me and right. give me ideas that because they know I'm about it. About it. Right. And that is what we're supposed to be because guess what? That's what our constituency look like. Right. It looks like the people we serve in my right. office. Yes. And so I want I want to go a little deeper on this deep dish. All right. You know, um, again, I'm, I want us. This is a master class for us. All right. Now you make an appraisal. Okay. Like every four years. Every four years. Right. And from my understanding, mm-hmm. uh, the decision of what type of tax increase will happen is the mayor's decision along with the council's decision. It, it, you are very right. right. Okay. The mayor proposes. Okay. The council confirms. Okay. That's the way that's the balance of your body your 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 legislative your, your, excuse me, your government body. And so mm-hmm. that tax increase uh, once you all have done, once your office and your staff has done that appraisal. In the reappraisal year, we're we speaking in, of? Uh, in the reappraisal year, of course. Yeah, in the reappraisal year. Okay. <clears throat> and the next one is 2025 for people mm-hmm. uh-huh. who, who missed it earlier. Yes. And so in the reappraisal year, uh, once the mayor proposes an increase mm-hmm. and the council either, you know, uh, approves it or, you know, say, hey, maybe we should look this over. Right. What type of say so does your office have on, or if any, on that increase? Zero. Okay. Zero. So once you do, the reappraisal is done, you all are out of the picture for for that for after that point. Well, we 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 play a certain role in in the reappraisal year. Okay. To ensure that the city does not get a windfall of revenue okay. as a result of the reappraisal. Okay. And so when I say we, we play a role, we give data so that a calculation can be made so a tax rate uh, can be composed and a, an allowance um, must be decided on in reference to saying how much the city can make. That's decided on by the administration. So once the administration chooses the allowance, Right. Then we, 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 we help to provide that information regarding a tax rate mm-hmm. that will bring zero revenue to the city. Why? 
because in a reappraisal, you can clearly assume that there's going to be some increase in values, okay? okay. If you were to uh, use the, the uh, tax rate prior, uh, prior to the reappraisal mm -hmm. and keep that tax rate, then the city gets a windfall of money, okay? Okay. So the city cannot incur a windfall of money, so the tax rate that was at the time of the reappraisal was, was being done mm -hmm. has to be adjusted. Okay. And normally and usually that seemed like it's downward because you kind of because if, if some values are going to go up, you got to balance it out with the tax rate to ensure that there's no extra money coming in. Right. That's called a windfall. OK. The law protects the city from that, protects the property owners from that. Right. So the tax rate in 2021 was kept the same when it was when the. When the zero tax rate called a certified tax rate was provided, it was 3.155. Okay. It's the third lowest tax rate in Davidson County's history. The tax rate went down prior to the reappraisal. Let's say December 31st, 2020. Mm -hmm. The tax rate uh, was 4.593, mm -hmm. 4.593 per $100, okay? Right. When the reappraisal was done, everything was in place. This is the data of what was the increase on some property, blah, blah, blah. Administration chooses their allowance that they want to go with. Then the tax rate is approved by the state of what they think it would be to be zero mm -hmm. revenue from the existing properties. Okay. So it went to 3.155. The tax rate went down. Property owners and Davidson Countyans got confused because in the reappraisal, we discussed that value since 2017 had increased by a medium of 34%. Mm -hmm. So prior year, when the tax rate went up to 4.593, it went from 3.155 to 4.593. That was a 34% increase. Mm -hmm. So they were, they, were, they were confusing the prior year tax rate that was that went up they kept that conversation going into the reappraisal year right. still talking about that 34 percent value 34 percent increase in the tax rate from 4.4 from 3.155 to 4.953 and they kept that conversation going so when we did the reappraisal it just so happened the reappraisal increase of value medium increase was 34 percent so people were still thinking about that 34 percent right. when in fact the tax rate went down mm. to the third lowest tax rate in Davidson County history. And so now. <laughs> deep, isn't it? It's deep because lot, I know I know, I know, I know y'all got accused, I think, in like 2017 for that um, for that, that shortfall. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, we got accused. <laughs> but yeah. you know what? We were wrongly accused. Wrongly accused. Oh, that's fact. And we thank, and I'm going to say it right now, I thank the national scene, all of them came to hear mm -hmm. why we knew we were right. not the reason for the shortfall. Right. And we brought in the Tennessee National <laughs> Business Journal, all of them, gave them the data. Right. Because the, the, the Metro Board of Equalization is not our board. Right. We work with them. It's an independent board. We work with them. Right. We help to provide the information so they can help them make their decision. But we don't try to say, no, your decision need to be this. They make their own decision. They're independent. Right. Those are members of the board that are appointed by the mayor and confirmed by the council. So my point is with that is that, the National Business Journal, if you go ahead and look it up and say mm -hmm. and see how they said it, 
Right. They said, this is not Vivian Will Hoyts, and I'm not going to say the word that they were, right. but I, you know, that's when real talk is real. Real talk is yeah, real. Real talk is real. And so? So we got accused, and but we were wrongly accused. And that's fact. The increase happens, and many, it, the, it, the property tax increase. Pro um, when? Um, that 2017 when it when it this happens to be that same number 30 2019 2019 2019 2019 Mayor Cooper mm -hmm. proposed an increase in the tax rate right tax rate we don't have anything to do with do that, that right? zero and the reason why that had to be proposed is you saw it everyone saw it Davidson County was broke right um, um uh, commissioner. Uh, Comptroller Justin Wilson came to the Metro Council mm -hmm. and spoke to the Metro Council members mm -hmm. and told them that, you know, uh, one of your responsibility and obligation is to balance a budget. Right. And you got to balance a budget. Right. However you do it, legally, you got to do it. Right. And guess what? He said, if you don't do it, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And if it requires a tax rate, Increase, I'm going to do it. It requires me to close down certain services. I don't look at people's districts and see where the services need to close down. I'm just going to close them down. Right. Because the obligation of the comptroller is to ensure that cities and towns present a balanced budget. budget. So they had to do their due diligence and increase the tax rate, mm -hmm. which had not been done, right. had not been done since 2012. Wow. Since 2012. The, the last tax rate, when this, when this realization came to roost, <laughs> you know, yeah. had been in 2012 right. with Carl Dean, Mayor right. Carl Dean. He did it just before the reappraisal of 2013. Mm -hmm. He captured that money because, remember, in a reappraisal, the city can't do what? Can't, can't, can't generate revenue. They can't generate as a result of the reappraisal. You do right. get some new revenue, right. but the revenue comes from the new construction. And right. uh, if I've expanded my home, right. I, so that's a prorate role, that right. type of thing. So you can't generate revenue. So a reappraisal, I mean, excuse me, a tax rate increase had not happened mm -hmm. since 2012. When Mayor um, Megan Barry was in office, she chose to take that revenue neutral tax rate. Mm -hmm and kept it the same. It was 3.155. She did not propose an increase to the Metro Council, mm -hmm. so it stayed the same. She said right. she wanted to keep it at 3.155. Metro Council agreed with her mm -hmm. and kept it at 3.155, and that's what it stayed all the way until 2019. until 2019 when it was said that we right. were broke. How does your office play a part when it comes to um, assessing property with these new oracles and Amazons and, <laughs> and all of that come into play? We play a large role because guess what? Our responsibility is to identify, list, classify, and appraise mm -hmm. taxable real property, right. residential, commercial, personality. Right. That's our response. So we have to identify that's new property. We have to right. go out there and identify it. As I told you, when they pull a permit and say, we're going to mm -hmm. build over here, right. we are constantly monitoring, monitoring mm -hmm. and inspecting to see how they're coming along. Right. If they get, you know, halfway built, we begin to pick up some value because right. guess what? 
Land is not free. Right. Okay. Exactly. Land has a value. Okay. Right. Materials you're using has a value. Mm -hmm. So there's something we are valuing at that time. And then it's completed. It comes on board. It's on our tax roll as completed. So we play a major role and it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, uh, um, uh, quite busy in Nashville as it is right, right now right. with the developments that's going on as we speak. And that's one of the reasons why we've asked for increased impositions in our office so that we can be ready and prepared mm -hmm. and do an amazing job as we, I believe that we've done and provided to as a product to the uh, property owners of Davidson County. We got to be able to get those people trained, get right. those employees trained and uh, that diverse workforce right. trained to know what is going to be expected of them when they go out to these properties and ensure that we are doing our, do, our, our part. And that and that's kind of what I want to kind of tell out the conversation on like the future, right? Yeah. Like wow. what's, what, what, how, cause yeah. Nashville is not, it's not, if it is not, if it didn't stop growing through a pandemic, it's not going to stop growing at all. Right. And it, and it didn't stop growing. Didn't. I mean, when we did the reappraisal, I mean, we wanted to make sure that we got it right, Jerome. We really right. did. We saw after getting information uh, from experts, from, from an expert in the industry mm -hmm. um, to ensure that we are valuing real and a real property in a pandemic mm -hmm. fairly. Right. Okay. And, and we had a tornado. We had all, you right. Had a flood. flood. Hey, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, right. I have to say it, you know, Mayor Cooper, he, he's been faced with a lot right. and uh, through it all, uh, I, looks like he's still standing and, and we are right. and we're flourishing right now and then with all of that going on but my but my point is is that um, when we reached out to the administration and asked them to say hey we want to make sure we get this right mm -hmm. you know we want to make sure there's no baked in processes as well right. you know we want to know where was the impact on, in reference to the pandemic and this was a question being asked by all the assessors all across the United States and uh, matter of fact, once we got, um, once we were able to uh, retain this professional, Peter Corpaz, um, the International Association of Assessing Officers asked us to do a presentation. I mean, he's wow. like the guy when it comes to capitalization rates, when it comes right. to cost approach, things like cost approach and, and, and the income approach and what have you. So he came in and did a, uh, gave us an assessment in reference to Nashville. Where were the impacts? Mm -hmm. The impacts were not on retail. Right. It was not. Lowe's and Home Depot people were filling those places up. Why? Mm. Because that hole in the wall that they've been meaning to fix. Right. They got what? time to fix now. Well, hey, let's just knock the whole wall down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. You have time to improve. Right. You know, that's what they did. You know, but hotels suffered. Mm -hmm. And we looked in the different classifications of hotels where they mm -hmm. suffered. You know, um, we found that uh, fa uh, fast food restaurants, they didn't do too bad. Because mm -hmm. guess what? Drive-throughs was doing great. Right. You got drive. You're not. You're not coming in. It's wow. a pandemic. So think about that. They were doing pretty good. So it was a really good dissect dissection, uh, dissect um, uh, uh, parting out of mm -hmm. the different classification, dissecting mm -hmm. of the different classifications to help us to know where were the major impact and people buying homes out right. the roof. As you know, the permits office stated that they had the highest. Um, the highest uh, amount of investment in permits in Davidson County history during the pandemic. That's wild. Yeah. You saw those cranes still yeah. swinging. Yep. Mm -hmm. Building was still going up. Right. So, yeah. So there were some areas that we had to just almost put it down to 
to, I wouldn't say zero right. because they're, they're, they're not that, but right. we had to do that. And then of course, you know, the, the, um, the Christmas day bombing, mm, you know, yeah, th that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, occurred. And you know, what do you pick up there? Right. Land. And right. the materials that's there. So all of those things, we 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 definitely take we took an account, right. and mm -hmm. we were purpose purposeful in our approach in reference right. to considering those things that impacts the bottom line to approach value. The work that we do impacts fifty nine percent of the city's budget. Wow. Yeah, that's huge. That is huge. That's huge. You start with a value, and then you take that value, and a percentage of that value is what you pay taxes on. Right. All right. The tax rate is then factored in because that's where the city is telling you how much you will pay. Right. What percentage of that amount that's being taxed right. is how much you will pay. That's, right. that's why I call the mayor, the Metro Council. They're the tax assessors. I'm not, you know, right, I'm, the, I'm the assessor of property or property assessor. So, you know, when you think about that being the most stable income stream, mm -hmm. And then you factor in the other things that the city needs in order to operate and pay his bills. Right. And that may be grants, that may be money, federal dollars, that may right. be state dollars that are automatic and earmarked for that city to thrive. Mm -hmm. But it starts when you think about when the, the most stable income stream right. is a tax payment. And so the, the, the um, last question I want to leave you with is, you know, this growth at some point. Right, it's, gotta it's stop. it gotta stop. What goes up must come down. What goes up <laughs> must come down. Law or gravity. Heck, law or gravity. That's and right. so, does your office um, project any of that out? Like, hey, well, his, history tells us once we have like a, a market like ours, it just continues to grow and grow and grow. We're looking at a, you know, the bubble has to bust. Yeah, yeah. And so, do you all project that happening, or is it too far out to kind of tell? Or do you all, do you all, you know, project any of that type of data because you all, you know, fifty nine percent of the the, of the city's budget and you know, yeah. property is property and yeah. how people are buying or selling. You know, we sometimes take a deep dish look. Okay. You know, <laughs> at, at you know how things are going by. We're looking at permits okay. that are being taken out. And saying that this is not going to stop anytime soon. Right. But, you know, the, the, the part about projections, you have to be very careful. Okay. And we're careful because we, we don't just, we don't do projections. Mm -hmm. But knowing what direction we're going, um, we can project right now right. that is, is going to go continue. It not up. Right. It's, it, it, this growth is going to continue. Right. Why? Because we got Oracle, East Coast, I mean, excuse me, Oracle, uh, uh, West Nashville, um, South Nashville right. development that's coming up. We know what is coming on and coming into the fold. Right, the next okay? five, seven, so ten it, years. So it, yeah. that's the reason why we had to ask for mm -hmm. more uh, positions right. so we can prepare ourselves right. for the product that we have provide to the city of Nashville right. and to Davidson County, uh, to the Davidson County residents. Right. So if we had to project right now, we don't see it, you know, slowing down drastically. Mm -hmm. We have already seen that is not as much, but it's still real incredible right. when we look at what we're doing right now. Right. In 2017, the results of the reappraisal was that there was a medium increase of 37%. Mm -hmm. In 2021, there was a medium increase of 34%. Now, that's a reduction, but it's still 
wow type of numbers. Right. Especially um, in a pandemic. In a, and we went through a pandemic, pandemic. Yeah. a flood, tornado. a tornado, right. a just, Christmas Day just, bombing. Just crisis. It, and the pandemic is not over. Right, exactly. Okay? And, and we still did pretty damn good yeah, sure. <laughs> in reference to growth. So, yes, we, 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 we sit around, we kick around, we, and we give our thoughts in reference to, right. you know, what does the future hold? Mm-hmm. We have to because we have to know what to ask for in our budget. Right. And, but the budget is year to year. Mm-hmm. But we also know what is very clear. Right. The difference a day could make. Right. You know, uh, all types of scenarios could happen. Right. We got what's going on in Ukraine. Right. You know, we got what's going on in, uh, 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 right now, just recently, in Buffalo. Right. You know, how all of those type of life occurrences impact the economy right. is real. Right. You know, nationally, locally, right. it's real. Right. And so um, we're careful in reference to projections okay. overall and speaking about it. But if I had to say in reference to where we're going right now with the things that Nashville is about to unpack and unfold. We're steady ticking. We're steady ticking upward. Um, I want to give you an opportunity. If there's anything that we didn't cover um, that you just, you know, that you think the listeners and viewers should know about just your role, the city, yeah. um, assessing property, and then, of course, uh, giving people your information to reach out to in your office if they, or just, you know, outreach information, um, or if they need even a deeper dive into the things that we went into. Yeah. Like, again, it was a master class, but I mm-hmm. want to leave you with those last words. Okay. Well, you know, um, I-, I want property owners to know that we want to hear from them. Um, and that could be at any time. It don't have to be in a reappraisal. It's just to sometime to get their heads wrapped around how does this work. Um, whether I see you in the grocery store, I see you at the gym, I need to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> or just, you know, on the street, we're just talking, you know. Um, I'm going to take the opportunity to do what I can to inform them at that moment. Mm-hmm. Because it's all about meeting people where they are. Right. You don't say, oh, give me a call on Monday or let me give you a call on Wednesday. You know, no. I think at that moment is when, like everybody else, we're busy. That person has a time to hear what you got to say. Right. So take advantage of it. Right. And, and I wouldn't say take advantage of it. Impact it. Right. So um, when it comes to your property value, you know, check it. Mm-hmm. See what we're saying in reference to it. But know that it stays the same for the next four years until the next reappraisal. Now, there's two things that can impact it to change it. One, if you were to improve your property mm-hmm. between one real reappraisal time to another, like add some space, mm-hmm. put out some, uh, uh, put down some uh, hardwood. Uh, hardwood floor, yeah. Yeah. double k- k- uh, right. jacuzzi, right. building two floors, stuff like that. Just truly improving and making it ultra modern. We'll see those permits, and that would increase your value. Okay, and we'll pick that up. And God forbid, another way your value could be increased is in reference to a storm. Um, a, a tornado, mm-hmm. um, a flood that has caused your property to not be habitable by a certain time of year right. or not or your business to not be operative by a certain time of year. This very, we're going to also do our due diligence to adjust that value if it's not done by a certain time of year. So knowing that they can not think that this is too cumbersome for them to understand, right. that's not true. It should not be. Right. It, one of the biggest purchases that you'll make 
in your life were probably buying your home mm-hmm. or buying your business, starting that business and owning that business, the location where it is. And if your car, I say this in my presentation, if your car works more, than, works more than your home, then you may have your priorities mixed up a little bit, you know. But my point is, is that you want to take care, take care of what is going to bring about your generational wealth, mm-hmm. and what is going to be your biggest asset because you'll be utilizing that to maybe use money to send your your child to college or buy a car or to meet some type of un, some unexpected expense that's come about. You want to protect that. So the value is very important. Give us a call. And in the reappraisal year, don't be afraid to appeal your value. It's easy. And we tell people it's easy to do. And it's not personal. We don't take it personal. It's not my house. It's your house. We're just doing our meeting our responsibility and trying to do it fairly and to provide an equitable product, an equitable value to you that we are required to do. So. You can reach us by giving us a call at 615-862-6080. You know, that's the snail. That's the snail. The That's one of the ways of contacting us. But you can do a, If you want to write a letter, I mean, go ahead. It's snail mail. But, you know, our address is 700. Um, I've got my address. 700 <laughs> 2nd Avenue South, Suite 210. Okay. Uh, we're there. Um, we are open. Uh, the You know, um, we had our doors open closed Mm -hmm. but we were locked but but you can always come to the door you come in and we help you out but we are open always 8 to 4 30 Monday through Friday and you know emailing me any questions you may have at vivian.wilhoyt that's spelled w-i-l-h-o-i-t-e vivian.wilhoyt at nashville.gov or you can send it in a general email to assessorweb at nashville.gov and ask your question. You know, if it's something that I think we need to jump on the phone, it's too long to write out, right. ask your question. You know, right. I'm going to pick up the phone and call you. Don't right. be shocked that I'm going to email you at 3 o'clock in the morning right. or if I email you at 12 o'clock at night after I've finished turning up, why not? <laughs> right. you just wanna, I just want to make sure you get the information. We have an amazing uh, uh, website at www.padctn.org. That's www.padctn.org. Um, that gives you a wealth of information regarding some of the things we talked about today. Right. Tax rates. Um, it, it connects you to the site um, where you can go and learn about the tax freeze, relief, mm-hmm. and deferral program that is operated by the trustee's office to help as a way to um, be able to get help to pay right. your tax bill. And, of course, uh, other um other organizations like the housing fund, right. as well as the Metro social services. They have a tax assistant program. Okay. We can go on and on, you know, to talk about many things that we can do to help you, but it starts with you contacting us and it starts with us being proactive and contacting you. So we'll continue to be proactive, to come to your neighborhood, meet where you are, meet you in the church, right. meet you at the community center to talk about one of the biggest assets that you'll ever probably buy in your house and your right. in your life. Right. And that's your home or starting your business. It's all about communicating. That's it. It's definitely all about that. Well look, you just gave us a master class in um property assessment, being the assessor of property here in Davidson County. So thank you for the work that you have done, continue to do and uh I appreciate you taking the time to be here with us. Hey. I appreciate you asking me to be here. It was a pleasure and it was an honor. All right. Until ne- and we got to have you back because this is like, like you know, assessing property is something that doesn't never stop. Yeah, and that's so, right. And that continued education I want to do. 
um, what I can to continue to educate Nashville. And uh, so we got to stay in contact and um, talk yeah. to see you here soon. Yeah, hey, it's a deep, it's a deep, it's a deep dish conversation Always we got to have. Is and deep I love dish that. Issues. All right, then. See you later. Thank you. Take care. <laughs>